Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we will be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly and hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Jordan. It's so good to be with you again. And it's even better to bring good news to the community about our wonderful sponsor for today's show, the Ridgewood AM Rotary. For those of you who aren't in the know, Rotary is an international network of leaders and problem solvers who unite and take action to create lasting change in the world. And they start in communities just like Ridgewood. I am a former member of our local chapter, and Jordan, you are a current member and a past president. So I think it's safe to say it's one of the most rewarding organizations to which we've given our time and talent. And I would encourage everyone to consider becoming a member because Rotary does really, really good work. Wouldn't you say, Jordan? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think it's also a fantastic way to learn a lot about what's going on in the town because it's got a lot of leaders and influencers and people who are involved in local volunteer and charity efforts. So it's just a great way to learn more about the community. And in fact, our two guests today happen to be members of Ridgewood AM Rotary. So uh, we're in good company here. I'm so excited. We're going to be chatting with Mayor Paul Vagianos and Deputy Mayor Pam Perrin today. And our topic is the closing of our beloved movie theater. Go ahead. I mean, that, this is the movie theater I grew up going to when I was a kid. This was, you know, you'd be in, uh, you'd be in middle school, and you know, you'd have a, uh, you'd save up some of your allowance, and you know, you'd go down to Horse Feathers and buy some weird stones or, you know, bracelets, <laughs> and then uh, go to the movies afterwards. And uh, your parents would would pick up Hunan Villa, which is no longer here, but was the best Chinese food place yeah. uh, in the surrounding area, and and then you'd, uh, you know, you'd go home and have that. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fond memories, I think, that a lot of the residents uh, have on the movie theater and, you know, the role it kind of played. Yeah, it was same, you know, I think everybody can relate to this as sort of a rite of passage for our kids that, you know, when they reach a certain milestone of maturity and independence that they can go to the movie theater with their friends. And yeah, it's it's really a sad day. So I'm really excited to hear about what took place there, what is going to take place and so on and so forth. So without further ado, Paul Vagianos and Pam Perrin, thank you for being on our show. And Pam, I'm going to just throw this first one out to you um why in the heck were we so blindsided by this it came up really suddenly didn't it not really the owners which is bowtie partners they've held this property for more than 10 years and the the streaming services have made it so difficult for independent movie houses to stay afloat arguably they held on to this longer than they should have, but they had to face facts and now they had to close their operations. It's an opportunity, actually, to revitalize the whole operation. 
they may keep it and uh, rebuild it into something that still serves our community. They really hope to do that. They're keeping their options open, but uh, they might be able to build it into a performing arts center as well. So it's it's sad, but it's a very exciting time. So, Paul, I want to ask you, in terms of the announcement, were you a little bit blindsided by the announcement? You know, blindsided is, is not the term that I would use. Um, they announced that it was closing. Um, they reached out to me when they announced it, and um, they've been incredibly forthcoming. And we have spoken in only the few short days since they made the announcement. We've spoken several times, and they've been very upfront uh, about everything. So and that's how I would characterize it, is they've, you know, They've been a part of the community and they want to remain part of the community. So. That's good news. So in other words, you haven't known for a long time that this was happening. You found out when the rest of us found out. Is that I correct? found out when everybody else found out. And yeah. uh, they put out a press release and they reached out to me and they told me, exactly what they hope to be doing and what their plan is going forward. Well, so tell us a little bit about what their plans are. What what have they discussed with you? So first, let me just say that as we speak, there is a newsletter going out with the information that I have that we are sending to every resident of our community, every household. It's in a mayor's newsletter. And I'll, and I'll go through some of the information there, um, which is Pam and I met with their construction officials on Friday, and they laid out what they're going to be doing, which is to begin with, they are going to be doing demolition of the interior of the theater. And this theater was back when it opened in 1932. And for many decades, it was a single theater auditorium. It was grand. It was beautiful. Um, it was in an Art Deco style. I don't know if it was in the 70s or the 80s. They put in partitions to make it in, into a four screen theater somewhere along the way. They are now going to take out all of those partitions, all of the seating and everything that was not original. And they're going to turn it into what it initially was, which is a single theater auditorium. They're not going to be replacing the seating. It will not be a functioning um, theater at this mo at this time, but they expect to start that demolition in the next four weeks. They estimate it'll take about three or four weeks, and then it will be a big single theater auditorium. No seating, um, nothing else. And the hope is that they will work with an existing uh, performing arts center operator to bring a performing arts center to the Warner Theater. And they call it a hope because there's a lot of real estate between here and there, and they have to take it one step at a time. And so they've had some people who are interested in this reach out to them, and, and that's where it is. Okay, well, that's helpful. So I put out a little note on social media and asked some people to send us their questions. And so I wanna go through some of those. Um, one of the most important questions I think that we have here is that people want to know, is there any risk of selling it to a developer with deep pockets who might develop the property into something else like multifamily housing or something like that? Pam, what do you think? I think that's a, a, a definite possibility. They have all their options open to them. And so let's talk about zoning in that area. What is that area zoned for? Is it likely that that would happen? Or, you know, from what my understanding is, that area of town is not zoned for that. Paul, what, what can you share with us? Um, I, I think that it is far too premature to even discuss this is a possibility. Right now, the intent is to do what I just laid out and, um, uh, 
going into all of the what ifs, I think is just way too premature. It hasn't even been a week since they announced. We know what they want to do. They've they announced it in their press release, in their in in our discussions with them, they've been very clear about that. So, you know, to go into, you know, what it could be, I, I think I think really is is again just way too premature. So I'm just gonna throw in some personal information. Um, Pam, you and I had met with the principals of Bowtie Management last spring. And what my recollection is, is that one of the principals, um, they have a very deep background in performing arts. And that was truly his desire. Um, although he didn't mention to us that they had plans to close it anytime soon, um, he did explore the possibility with us of turning it into a pack. And Pam, do you remember um, when we were talking about that? He brought us back into behind the screens, basically. And I was under the understanding that at one point it was a performing arts center before it was a single theater. It was built at the tail end of the vaudeville era. And they explained that the stage is very shallow because that's how vaudeville stages were back then. You'd have a performer or two and a piano. Vaudeville was was not necessarily a big production uh, with lots of people on the stage. And now they just have the screen up there. Um, they are going to be getting rid of all their screens because they cannot be reused. They can't be touched. Uh, they're so sensitive. I gotcha. Um, so you talked about the screens not being able to be touched. What's going to happen with the seating? Are they, do they have any plans for the seating? Yes, they have very generously offered the seats to us to do whatever we want with. And so we came up with a program whereby we could sell the seats. So if anybody wants these very comfortable chairs in their rec room, um, this is the time to buy them. And the price is probably going to be $100 a seat. And it's uh, it's going to happen within the next three to four weeks because they are starting de demolition very soon. Which brings me to my next question. Many people have reached out and said, what do we need to do to help it remain a multiplex theater? Is there any chance at all, Paul, of it remaining as a multiplex? Um, you know, this business has changed. When I first came to town, there were several camera and photo processing stores. Um, no more. Um, uh, there were lots of banks at one point before online banking took over. They're disappearing. Um, this is an evolution. And um, the, the theater owners, 10 years ago, they owned 70 movie theater locations across the country. Today, they are down to two. This isn't something that's happening to Ridgewood. This is happening to the movie theater business. It is almost impossible with the advent of streaming, as Pam mentioned, to maintain a viable movie theater. If we get that far, could the Performing Arts Center have a movie screen? It could. Again, it is so early in this process, it is difficult to um, get into that kind of detail. I don't see how first a multiplex cinema would be financially viable uh, going forward, especially since these guys are professionals um, and they can't make it work. And they don't pay themselves rent, by the way. Um, they own it scot-free. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, the problem is that people don't go to the movies anymore. So 
Um, I, I, I don't know how that's going to happen. M most importantly, this is a private entity. It's a privately owned business. It's private property. And they, in, and in the same way that you own your home and someone can't come in and tell you what to do with it, there are limitations on what somebody can tell a private property owner what to do with their property. Understood. Uh, so you, you mentioned before that they're looking for uh, organization to come in and turn it into a performing arts center. Is there any possibility and have there been any talks with any organizations such as the Ridgewood Guild? I know they hold their film festival there and I know the Ridgewood Arts Foundation seems to have a very deep interest in getting involved there. I'm sure there are plenty of other organizations such as Jamboree, um, Dad's Night, the various musical artists that are in Ridgewood. Has anyone expressed an interest in getting involved and in maybe forming a committee and taking control of that piece of it from town? Uh, Pam, what have you heard about that? I've had discussions with um, members of the Ridgewood Arts Foundation, and they are very interested, and I they think that they might be able to put together a consortium. They are a 501c3, a charitable organization um, that might aid them in putting together a, a committee or a group that can finance and, and bring this to fruition. Um, I love the idea of a grassroots um, movement to, to do that. So I, I think that's an interesting possibility. I guess in one of the downsides of that would be, you know, the fundraising efforts, because I would guess that there's going to be a pretty robust effort that's going to need to be put underway as quickly as possible. And then if that doesn't, if they don't reach their their goals financially, then, you know, there's probably some complications there. What do you know about that? Can either of you speak to anything of that nature? I have not gone into that much depth. It's There's just not been enough time. Yeah. And, and again, right now, the theater owners have their direction. Um, and they're the first to say, when I when I said, oh, so this is your plan. They say, um, it's too premature to call it a plan. It is our hope. This is what we want to do. Um, it is a big venture and a big transformation. And certainly, I mean, uh, you know, we've gotten hundreds of calls, emails, and texts from Lots of people in town who want to help make this into a performing arts center. By the same token, I'm meeting with a group of people who who want to keep it as a movie theme. Um, so um, there's lots going on here. At this moment, we need to take our lead from the people who own the property. Uh, and so while I am absolutely open to speaking with everyone who wants to make this a reality, whatever that reality is, um, uh, again, it, it's their property. Right. So with that, I, I'd like to, to find out too, would the village entertain any plans to purchase the property? Is that in on the table at all? Go ahead, Paul. At this at this point, there, there are no plans for the village to purchase um, this property. So you're really hoping that some nonprofit type of organization that has familiarity in performing arts centers would take over this venture and partner with the bow tie entities. Is that correct? What I would love to see is a professional organization that knows what they're doing. Come in here and make this a performing arts center that is of such high quality that people come from everywhere around. Um, you know, this is this is like any other business. You got to know what you're doing. And I know that the village is not in a position to operate a performing arts center. Now, certainly there may be people in the Ridgewood Arts Foundation, the Guild, um, you know, we have a lot of incredibly talented people who 
might one day become involved in this. Um, and, and I look forward to discussing that with, with any of you. So my next question then is in terms of it being a movie theater, I guess it didn't really generate a lot of foot traffic and it probably didn't generate a lot of revenue for the central business district. So would you want to speak on what a performing arts center could do for our central business district? And Pam, I'm going to let you take that. And then Paul, I want you to tag on to what Pam's comments are, because I really want to hear both of your opinions on that. Well, for instance, when you go to a Broadway show, you're going to have a meal before or after that. And here, um, if we had a performing arts center, the same would be true in Ridgewood. You would then go to, you, you go to daily treat beforehand or you go for ice cream afterwards, um, any of those things. So I, I think it really could benefit the other businesses in town. Um, we have visited the CB, uh, CBDAC, the Central Business District Advisory Committee, visited among the towns that we have visited, Westfield had a beautiful pack that they developed out of their movie theater. Um, we didn't go inside, but we could see that the facade was all renovated and they had murals and they were putting on, putting on a particular movie, even though it was a performing arts center. Uh, I saw the poster in their window. And so they did have the mix. So in terms of benefiting our community, it could be a rehearsal space for uh, new players company, for our symphony orchestra, for the parlance uh, performances that Westside Church is now hosting. There are many performance groups in town that could take advantage of it. So for the arts community, it could be wonderful. You could have exhibits there. I think it would be great. And it could have a multi-purpose use. Maybe there are studios for, for artwork to be created, that sort of thing. It's a big place. It's a very large place. I think all this, it was 22,000 square feet. So what's that in acres? Not quite a full acre, right? It's uh, it's about a half an acre. Yeah. The parking is already right across the street. We would be making much better use of the Cottage Street lot, which is often now empty. Uh, so I can see it really adding also to that end of our business district, down towards Maple Avenue. I think it will reinvigorate that end of East Ridgewood Avenue. Paul, well, what, what are your thoughts on how it might breathe some life into our CBD? Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the, the theater for many decades was a, uh, a central linchpin in our downtown. And everything is, a matter, of, is a, uh, a matter of traffic. So if the movie theater brought in 500 people a night, some percentage of those people would go shopping, go out to dinner, um, you know, and it was great. As those numbers dwindled, it didn't have much of an impact on the rest of the central business district. A successful performing arts center can bring a tremendous amount of traffic and business to the rest of the central business district. We are an outdoor mall. And when somebody goes shopping for shoes, well, maybe when they walk by the jewelry store, they buy a watch and vice versa. And when someone stops for a slice of pizza, maybe they walk into the bookstore and pick up a book. Um, we all, we are together because everyone helps everyone else. Um, a performing arts center has the potential to bring in a lot of foot traffic. Um, that can have a very, very positive 
impact on the rest of the central business district. So can I tell you what my dream is? By all means. My wait, dream. Wait, could we could we stop you? No, you cannot <laughs> stop me. So my dream is um, to have a sidewalk hall of fame. I have dreamed of doing this since COVID because uh, back when we were working on trying to breathe some life over into the West Village, um, I thought I thought to myself, wouldn't it be fun if we had a sidewalk hall of fame and we featured all of the famous people from Ridgewood on the sidewalk? So now I'm saying to myself, well, why don't we just do this anyway? And we can have the stars start at the parking garage and take people all throughout the village and they can be stars from people, famous people from all across New Jersey. And now that will not only encourage people to park their car at the parking garage and walk down to the performing arts center, and it'll also encourage them to walk throughout our village. Love that. I, I mean, so much fun. Um, you know, and 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 what we do with this, assume for just a moment that this becomes a reality, which is, I will always emphasize, it remains to be seen, but but we can dream for a moment and I love and I love your dream. I think that that would be so much fun. I'm really excited about it. So you guys, yeah. I want to just thank both of you very much. Jordan had to step away. Um, so I'm going to just on behalf of both of us, thank you for being here. And I want to give you each an opportunity to bring up any other topic that you might want to mention. I know, Paul, you did do a state of the village announcement at the last village council meeting and you sent out a mailing. So for those of you who are listening, and um, if you're not already on that mailing list, I'd like one of you to tell our listeners how they can sign up for it, and then also share any other details about other issues if you'd like. Sure. Look, we, we are focused on communication, getting the word out on what's going on at Village Hall. And a very recent thing that we are exceptionally proud of is Standard & Poor's just checked our bond rating and issued us what we have had and maintained, which is a triple A bond rating, uh, which everybody doesn't have, and we work very hard to maintain. So that is our latest piece of good news going forward. And I would add that we have a brand new website, and it's um, very user-friendly, much quicker than the last one was, and we are still making tweaks to it. So poke around. See if you can find what you're looking for. If there is something that needs improvement, do let us know. You can contact me or Paul or Dylan Hansen, who's the head of IT, or our village manager, Keith Kazmark. And the other exciting thing is we are hiring a, a new communications director. So you are going to find communicating with the village and hearing from the village so much easier and telling you what you want to know in the future. I cannot tell you how excited I am that you have a communications director now. This is fantastic news. Um, and again, for those of you who have not signed up for the village notices, please do so. And if you have not received your hard copy calendar, please get that because it is absolutely beautiful and it is chock full of information. And Jeannie, you've been talking about a public information officer for years. Thank you for recognizing that. Yes, I have been talking about it for years. So I'm really thrilled. And I and can we can we make the announcement of who it is? Can we tell our listeners? Absolutely. Who? Okay, Absolutely. go ahead. It is a it is a local Ridgewood resident who comes to us with with incredibly good qualifications. She's the fact that she is a resident is is just a, a bonus because she would she would have gotten the job wherever she came from. Her name is Carol. Bielkowski, 
And she begins, I believe her start date is February 10th. And we are so excited um, because again, the goal now is get information to the residents. We do a lot of good stuff at Village Hall. Um, we had a really good year, got, got many goals accomplished. Um, we're looking forward to another big year. And But the residents are the shareholders. They need to know where their tax money is going. Thank you so much. This has been a very informative episode of Ridgewood Talks. And I thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today. And I guess what we all have to just say is rest in peace, Bowtie Cinemas. You're not going to come back no matter how hard we try, but we can make some excitement in town if we rally behind the idea of a performing arts center. And, and Jeannie, I wanted to thank you and Jordan for what you do, putting information out to our, our residents and keeping them in the know. It's just great. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Jeannie. We really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you too. Thanks, you guys. We'll talk again soon. All right. Be well, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.